Welcome to Let's Talk, a podcast by the Electrochemical Safety Research Institute at UL Research Institutes. In the Let's Talk podcast series, we share conversations with experts and scientists in the field of energy storage systems, safety science, and standards, and learn about their experiences and vision. Batteries are ubiquitous in our daily lives, powering personal electronic devices to electric vehicles. Batteries are an important piece of the puzzle as we work towards lowering our carbon footprint to tackle climate change. Department of Energy National Labs are at the forefront of developing and advancing batteries and sustainable energy technologies. To talk about the role of National Labs in advancing battery energy storage systems, our guest today is Dr. Ahmed Pesaran. Dr. Pesaran is the Chief Energy Storage Engineer for Andreal's Energy Conversion and Storage Systems Center located in Golden, Colorado. At Andreal since 1983, his work has spanned various technical areas, including building efficiency, ocean thermal energy conversion, advanced air conditioning, and in the last 25 years on, on automotive batteries. He has co-authored more than 150 journal articles and technical papers on energy storage and electric drive vehicles. Hi, Dr. Pesaran. Welcome, and thank you for accepting our invitation to have this conversation. Uh, hello, Tapesh. Thank you very much for your kind word and inviting me to participate in this uh, important, timely conversation about electric vehicles and their batteries. Dr. Pesaran, you have quite an extensive list of qualifications and responsibilities. Can you please talk about some of the work you do at Unreal that are related to batteries? Sure. Uh, I led the Unreal R&D effort uh, to enhance thermal performance of electric vehicles and their batteries, uh, develop high energy cathodes and anodes, uh, improve lithium ion battery safety and extend life of their batteries. Uh, I was technical director of the uh, DOE uh, program called M Computed Aided Engineering Batteries. It was $50 million, 10 years, and the purpose was to develop uh, several chemical thermal models uh, uh, and simulation tools that now is usually being used by many companies. And in the past few years, I have uh, been advisor to Department of Energy's technology office, uh, vehicle technology office, uh, uh, providing technical assistance on managing several battery material processing, cell manufacturing, solid state batteries. Uh, personally, in addition to continue my research interest in the lithium ion battery cycle life and also improving their safety, I've been leading a project to develop a database for a North American lithium ion battery supply chain. Great. So talking about lithium-ion batteries, right? they have revolutionized many industries, including transportation, since its invention. DOE labs specifically, uh, specifically have contributed greatly to this development and advancements of battery technology. Can you please expand on the contribution of DOE labs and Unreal's role in supporting the technological advancements in lithium-ion batteries? Sure. Yeah, DOE definitely has supported research and development of lithium-ion batteries at national labs, universities, and industry over the last 25 years, at least. Uh, their effort has uh, been focused on reducing the cost uh, and volume and weight of batteries, while simultaneously improving their power, energy, durability, and ability to tolerate uh, abuse conditions. Uh, DOE and private sector with their partnership have resulted, uh, their effort has resulted in significant improvement in energy 
longevity, safety, and cost of lithium batteries. Uh, for example, in the last 10 years, the energy uh, density of lithium-ion batteries is more than doubled, and the cost has reduced more than 85%, and the cycle life uh, has improved uh, more than 30%, and calendar life more, more than also 20%. So, uh, <clears throat> in the last few years, DOE has started supporting the development of next generation of lithium-ion batteries with, with no cobalt because of cobalt is very expensive batteries and also moving into silicone anodes, uh, lithium anodes, uh, solid electrolyte and recycling and extreme fast charging uh, at national labs and industry. And NREL, we support DOE in these efforts, uh, all aspects of the battery technology development, like uh, material synthesis, such as silicon anodes, and also developing no cobalt uh, 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 cell. And also, in addition, just we generally do a lot of thermal characterization system evaluation. Uh, really, these days, we use uh, machine learning to actually accelerate prediction of life of batteries and the design, and also uh, improve their lives and uh, uh, any addition simulation and diagnostic being used to improve fast charging and actually we're trying to make it uh, refuel EV fully by less than 15 minutes which is important for consumer acceptance uh, so recycling is also an important we work on that to recover our valued material from uh, recycled batteries Great, thank you. So lithium-ion batteries more or less have matured, right? So the focus right now is not just on research, but manufacturing. And most of the manufacturing of batteries is concentrated in Asia with growing demands for batteries. Is there a push to secure a, a domestic supply of materials and manufacturing? How is the DOE and Unreal working towards this goal? Sure, I think you're right. You know, right now, 80% of cell manufacturers in Asia and of global production capacity, China produces more than 70% of cathodes and more than even 85% of anodes. Uh, US production is uh, relatively small, maybe up to 15% uh, of uh, production of uh, batteries, uh, cell and uh, packs. Uh, and of course, as you mentioned, with growing uh, demand for AVs, you. Uh, U.S. government industry has realized that uh, uh, it's crucial to secure minerals and also from partner nations and uh, uh, improve processing materials and manufacturing plants in the United States because we don't want to replace uh, imported oil with imported batteries. <laughs> so there's a big uh, effort going on. Uh, for example, the bipartisan infrastructure law uh, passed by Congress in 2021 allocates more than uh, if you add everything up, more than $20 billion to mining, material processing, battery manufacturing, and recycling uh, in the next four years, five, four or five years. Uh, uh, for example, DOE has, is awarding $3 billion of first tranche of it uh, into two project, 20 projects to build facilities in the next four or five years for production of cathodes, anodes, uh, electrolyte, iron phosphate uh, cathodes and also com other components and do also recycling. So, and it actually, if you contri add contribution of uh, industry, it also most represent more than $7 billion investment. Uh, 
So Enroll provide the diagnostic and modeling support to this early stage of some of these projects. I mean, the focus of these projects are mostly manufacturing, but at the beginning, they need to have established uh, uh, what are the best approaches, what are the best materials, and then you build those materials. So there's a little bit of uh, uh, research at the beginning. Uh, uh, also, uh, DOE, in addition, can have the $7 billion, most of the manufacturing, but also provided uh, loan guarantees for companies like GM and the buyer suppliers to uh, create uh, uh, more companies. Uh, I think their projection is that with all the wave of new planned battery facilities, electric battery, uh, vehicle battery manufacturing capacity in North America, by 2030 uh, is projected to be nearly 20 times of, as of greater than 2021, which is kind of great news. And this could potentially to be a US to be a, a more than 35% of global production. I mean, competition is still continues in China and Asia and Europe, but uh, I think we will be a strong player with these investments. Thank you. So you talked about uh, different material shortages and uh, reason to kind of focus on the domestic uh, domestic manufacturing and supply chain. So I came across the lithium-ion battery supply chain database. Can you please tell us more about that? How, what is it and how to, to use it? Sure. Uh, this database is a basically a directory of all uh, North American companies in the lithium-ion supply chain, uh, such as mining, material processing for battery-grade production, component production like uh, separators or cans or whatever that the battery needs, uh, cell and battery pack manufacturing, and uh, also the end of life, like uh, after the end of life, like battery second use, refurbishing, recycling. And also there are other things that the battery supply chain need, like equipment uh, to produce these materials, uh, services, and also product distribution. So we capture this directory of all these companies and the companies and their facilities are categorized in upstream like mining, midstream like production of material and downstream like uh, collection and recycling. Uh, the current database is right now is in the Microsoft Excel framework and lists their address of the headquarters and where their facilities are, their website, product type, uh, whether it's cathode, anode or cell, uh, for production capacity, what's the volume uh, per year they produce, uh, uh, and also number of uh, employees kind of for workforce development, we need to know, track that and kind of help with that, and the uh, Department of Energy and Enrel. And a brief summary of each, what they do, uh, there are more than, four, uh, sorry, uh, more, there are more than 520 companies and more than 610 facilities in the database. Some companies have several facilities. Anyone can use uh, anyone that can use Excel could search and find companies in this specific segment with particular product type, location. Uh, companies can search their the database to find suppliers for what they need and also who are the competitors. And uh, one of the neat features of the, this uh, uh, program is that you can display the location of all the companies and product types on a North American map. Uh, and uh, so, uh, and analysts can track the growth of the industry over the uh, last many years and continued in the future. 
that's great to have all the all the information available in one place so is does the database only contain a mature and established companies or are startups and research labs also included in the database yeah we try to uh, capture startup companies we kind of go out and try to send emails to people or when we see them in uh, new places we try to ask them to be included uh the research the private research labs are included in database however the national laboratories are not included so can you talk about why this database was created uh sure i mean uh, natbat uh, international is a, a trade association of companies that involved in commercialization of uh, all the segment of the battery supply chain in north america and they kind of as a representative of the the organization the company of the battery industry they decided to better understand all the lithium ion battery supply chain landscape um, in late 2020 i think there was all talk about kind of where do we these battery come from so they were looking to find the list of potential suppliers not for their own business partners kind of in in to the natbat and also more importantly to identify where are the gaps and the strengths are in the United States and North America uh, so that it can inform government agencies to see tell them okay this area is more mature than India so they invest in those areas address the issue uh, in NATPAT uh, sorry in, in April of 2021 NATPAT funded NREL to develop the database uh, and uh, uh, of this supply chain and we published the first version of the database in September 2021 and this database has been uh, regularly used uh, kind of uh, already been used by uh, DOE to provide insight in selection of the project that uh, recently funded by bipartisan infrastructure law and we plan to update the database every six months because everybody kind of the technology is moving fast and new companies being added new factories are being uh, also built so we want to capture that so since you led this effort i wanted to ask you what was something you learned while you were creating this database oh it's a very interesting question uh, i think i learned that to manufacture lithium-ion batteries from beginning to end, we need to have a very diverse and large base of suppliers. Uh, even talking about the minerals, of course, it's very easy, but how about the bolts or or the production uh, equipment or the binder, uh, all the little details that kind of sometimes becomes very important if you don't have it. So uh, it was important to kind of dealing with these all these components and material that are uh, we have to look into so that was established you know that gave me an idea you know you have many of these companies that we have to deal with another thing i learned was that us uh, has a relatively strong strong base in battery pack assembly and but has a weak supply chain in mining and uh, material processing for battery grade uh, uh, production so is this database available for anyone to use or is restricted restrictive to government employees or your industry partners no this uh uh, uh pub, the, yeah the, the, this is a publicly available uh database and that was the intended of natpat so everybody can use it by registering at its website and downloading an excel file and also a user guide 
the website could be easily found by searching the phrase Enrel lithium ion battery supply chain. And it gives you the one of the number one. So you click in and you register and you were able to download the files. Great. Thank you for making it publicly available. So uh, we're coming towards the end. And I wanted to ask you, your work expands over several years related to batteries and transportation. So what are some of the improvements you would like to see that will increase the adoption of electrified transportation? Uh, yeah, that's a good question. Uh, as you can know, uh, EV adoption can increase by lowering battery costs. I know that we are in a good place, but it's still the battery cost needs to come down. EV costs also need to come down. And so uh, that's one of the aspects of the V power with the uh, internal combustion engines. And also we need to be in power as far as safety of the battery and the electric vehicle. Uh, and one of the things is reduced charge time and also wide access to public fast charging. Lower prices can be achieved by not only by volume manufacturing, but also uh, by kind of uh, more innovative and uh, lower cost materials and cells. Uh, for example, if you increase uh, specific energy and also reduce material that are not, not cobalt, less expensive material. So, and it's still kind of the technology is kind of moving fast and many companies involved to go with high nickel cathodes uh, uh, and also advanced uh, anodes like silicone and lithium metal. And it's, these are still evolving kind of, and uh, at the end of the day, kind of everybody's looking for a, a solid state battery that uh, can play a big role because uh, it has less uh, potential for uh, battery fires because that doesn't have liquid electrolyte, which is organic and potentially uh, uh, flammable. So solid state has can play a big role and also reducing cost and improving life. But that one is also in the process and being funded by many companies. Also, a large segment of the drivers that do not have uh, access to home charging. So a large network of fast chargers are needed. And because people also have the experience of uh, driving uh, and going to gas stations and pumping gas in five or less than 10 minutes. So we need to be on par with that. And DOE and uh, Department of Transportation are working on that uh, and investing about $7 billion to kind of expand the fast charging network and publicly throughout through the United States. And also last point is kind of education. I think uh, the early adopters are okay with uh, what's going on, but I think there are uh, for majority that coming to market, they are, they need to be educated. What are the charge rate? What are the uh, limitation of batteries or what are the uh, kind of difference between long range batteries versus short term batteries kind of, there are many, it's like going to be have many applications like uh, uh, electric uh, kind of combustion in that you have four cylinders, six cylinders, eight cylinders, so they can have lots of these options coming up. So education becomes important. Great. Thank you so much. Thank you, Dr. Pesaran. Your work over several decades is really important. And recently on batteries, we have learned a lot from your work, the work Andrel does, and a lot of the research areas that you mentioned and some of the uh, problems that we still need to overcome, they align with uh, some of the work that our research lab also is doing. So I'm looking forward to future collaboration between our research institutes. 
Yeah, that would be great. Yeah, we uh, we worked with your company before, so I think we love to continue doing that. Thank you so much for having this conversation. You're welcome.